my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you all are all having an absolutely terrific morning today. Hope you guys are staying blessed and strong and healthy as always. And I got a few emails yesterday, people giving me updates as far as uh, as the old website is back up still with healthmasters.com and uh, getting a lot of feedback on that still. And so if you guys need anything, be sure to check out Loaded with Kits on the front page, the testosterone kit, the immune support kit. If you guys need anything, be sure to check it out. And the product of the week, the N-acetylcysteine, which is probably, I would have to say, if I've, I've done a lot of research on this years ago when we got this product. And the more research that keeps coming out about this product, it's probably single-handedly one of the best detoxifying products on the market as far as pure N-acetylcysteine with its ability to really detoxify the body and also the respiratory function that it really supports. This is a huge staple product that we used during COVID and got a lot of great results with it, even myself used it when I caught it, and uh, does a fantastic job at really detoxifying the body. That's why we've also put it together in the Spike Protein Survival Kit and it's on sale as well, but if you just want to get the product by itself, it'll be on sale for over 10% off right now as product of the week for the coming week, and be sure to vote for what you want to see win as well coming up next week. So also in other news, speaking of COVID, and this is interesting. This is an article just came out from the Epic Times, and uh, it's boosted individuals were more likely than unvaccinated to be infected in this study. They said people who received the new COVID vaccine booster were more likely to contract COVID-19 than people who received no COVID vaccine doses. According to the new study of prisons in California, researchers analyzed data from 33 state prisons from January to July 2023 to try to assess the effectiveness of the bivalent shots were introduced in the fall of 2022. While the population of the bivalent recipients were higher than the unvaccinated, the rate of infection was still elevated in the bivalent group shot only to nearly double the number of infections the researchers found. Infection rates in the group that received the bivalent shot was 3.2%, where just a little over 2% in the unvaccinated group. Now, the data with this among the inmates at least 65 years or older basically was even worse. The infection rate was 6.4% among the vaccinated and a little over 4% among those who had not received the shot. And the researchers acknowledged the negative results. They also wrote, this is funny. This is always this is this has literally been the verbatim narrative textbook answer every single time something comes up that's negative about the shot. And they go, this study suggests that while the bivalent vaccine might offer protection against severe outcomes, it may not significantly reduce the risk of overall infections. Remember, this is what they said the entire time when they finally got busted with the shot not working. They came out and said, well, it, it may not protect you from getting COVID, but it'll reduce severe symptoms of getting COVID. Both of those were alive. What's ironic, Dr. Ray Andrews, who's in this article, says the wording is an example of pure obfuscation. He goes, the words may and might make scientific thesis a personal opinion. The results show the vaccines are not effective, point blank. And so it's funny because he made a valid point. When you start having researchers say may and might, the studies suggest that the vaccine might offer protection, but it may not reduce the risk of overall infection. You're literally just using wordplay. What you're saying is the shots don't work. The shots don't protect anything. In fact, most people that are getting the shots have a higher chance of catching COVID 
but we're going to use word salad to try to make people actually think that it actually works and it's not causing severe health problems. And so I wanted to bring this up just straight out the gate this morning as I saw that again. And more data keeps coming out every single month about not only the fact of the dangers and the side effects from the shot, but the fact that it never worked, never did work, never was supposed to work. It was a bioweapon, guys. It was designed by DARPA back in 2012 when RNA gene therapy technology was first introduced with the DARPA sector, and they used it with super soldier technology to try to use gene editing. It goes all the way back to CRISPR-9 gene editing. That's where this stuff was brought up from, and they decided that they were going to use it in a vaccine, allegedly, that was authorized without clinical trial data. Just remember that. There was no significant clinical trial data with the bivalent shot that they rolled out. There was no efficacy data that produced anything showing that it worked. The officials basically are now replacing the new shot with this, this new shot they just came out with two weeks ago, replacing it with the because the old shot allegedly had poor performance. So what do you think is actually going to happen in six months, 12 months? You already know it's going to happen. Same playbook. They're going to go, oh, we need a we need a different bivalent shot. We've got to do another one now because the old one doesn't work anymore. The whole thing is designed to get people sicker and sicker and sicker, and they're doing a doggone good job at it. And that's why it's up to us, and it's our responsibility to maintain our own health because obviously – the government, <laughs> the doctors, <laughs> they're not going to do it for us. I had a real good customer that came in here yesterday. He comes in all the time. I talked to him. Super, super sharp guy, really educated, really awake. And we were talking about it as far as with almost the sadness that him and I both share with knowing and seeing and hearing about now these young children getting this RNA gene therapy shot repeatedly now just all the way down to six months old. And I told him, I said, the crazy part about this is I said, this new shot they're rolling out was tested on 10 mice, 10 mice. And they're telling us it's safe and effective. And I said, here's the crazy part about this. I said, the shot for these young kids, five years and younger, got approved by the FDA as emergency use authorization. I said, here's the problem with this. There's no vaccine insert sheet that's filled out. When you open up these shots, if they have emergency use authorization, it basically removes any requirement from having to have the side effects and the severe event reactions on the sheet. You guys, if you've ever looked at it, an MMR vaccine, if you ever get a chance to see one of the inserts, I highly suggest you look at it. You can look at it online if you, don't want, if you can't see it in person. The whole sheet that folds out is giant. I mean, it'll cover up a small table, and it has everything on it. It goes all in the detail and all the different side effects and everything. I mean, it goes into detail. They don't try to hide it. Under emergency use authorization, they don't have to put that on there. You guys have seen the videos and the photos when they originally came out with the COVID shot. It's a blank sheet of paper with a tiny little square at the top that basically just discusses Pfizer and their information on it. That means that parents that do not have any education or background or understanding of these RNA shots don't even have the opportunity, even if they asked to look at the vaccine insert, to be educated about what they're injecting into their children. This is sadistic at the very least, my friends, and it's so important. We continue to encourage families, friends, loved ones to really do their research and keep their children away from this toxic stuff that they're trying to force upon them via the CDC. What do you think, Dad, and uh, what's your take on that this morning? I keep telling people, especially with young children also, whenever I meet them in stores, don't give these children the vaccine the COVID shot. And then it segues immediately into don't give them any vaccines. Yeah. And then I tell them to read Dr. Mendelson's two fundamental books on confessions of a medical heretic and how to raise a healthy child in spite of your pediatrician. And he was a pediatrician. And I, those two books are like, those are, those are two of the books. And if you're listening this morning that need to be in your library 
don't give them away. They're old. The books are old, 30, 40 years ago. I mean, maybe I'm sure they're still in print, but, but the reality is, is that, you know, these old books sometimes are going to be hard to get again. But you can tell them to order them, or you can make a couple of Xerox copies of a few pages of the books and give it, let them read that and then kind of pique their interest a little bit if you really have a friend who won't listen. But those two books are the ones that Sharon and I read before Austin was born. And we decided that we weren't going that route. We weren't going to do this. We we're going to let the things be as they were and, and not to inject Austin with a bunch of chemicals and, you know, and aluminum and adjuvants and mercury and just on and on and on. But parents don't know the truth. The other day, I actually read the entire lists of the toxins that are in many of the vaccines. And of course, it wasn't the entire list. It was part of a list. And we need to understand that this is not going to stop. And, and we need to understand, okay, let, let's, let, me, let me scroll this back a second of why they're doing this, why they're killing everybody. These, quote, globalists, if you want to call them that, uh, synagogue of Satan, I'd rather call them that, you know, house of Lucifer, uh, I'd rather call them that, you know, progeny and spawn of the Lucifer and the devil, uh, yeah, I'll call them that. They basically think they're little gods with a little G, but they don't think they're little Gs, they think they're big Gs. And they think that they're like, you know, like, you know, now I've become death, you know, the destroyer of worlds, like Oppenheimer quoted. They can do whatever they want to do because they've been put down here by God Almighty in order to basically prove who we are and prove who they are and what all the rest of the stuff that we've talked about in Angel Wars. And the thing that they did in Genesis chapter 6, and I discussed this in depth in Angel Wars, is that they inbred with human beings to try to force God to give them a plan of salvation to allow them not to go into the lake of fire or have eternal separation from God or whatever they you know, know is coming because they know it's coming. They know they have no choice. There's no plan of salvation for them. They got it. When Jesus died on the cross, it was finished. <laughs> he said it was. They know it is, and they're panicking about it. So what they want to do is destroy God's creation on the way out, and that's what the chemtrails and the GMO and the vaccines and all the rest of this stuff is doing because they're hurting God by destroying his creation and destroying his children. They, they, they hate God that much. They, if they're, if they're going to die, they're going to burn the whole house down. I mean, everybody's dying. <laughs> That's how they look at it. These people are just sick. They're, they're sociopaths. They're psychopaths. They've been bred with, they've been bred with this, this alien, foreign, satanic, Luciferian DNA, you know, these satanic rituals they have and all the rest of the stuff they do. You know, they, they abduct people, you know, in their ships and they, you know, they, they do rituals on them and they take their eggs and their sperm and they mess with the DNA. They can't create life, but they can adulterate it. And they've proven that over and over and over. Because remember, a lot of these entities were involved with God in the creation of the earth and the creation of different species, et cetera, before they fell, you know, in, in, in the pre-Adamic times. And so what ended up happening is, you know, these entities still retain a lot of that knowledge. And, and that's what this is. That's what we see all of this knowledge come out. And you say, well, this is crazy. I mean, where'd they get this nanotech? Where did Charles Lieber get nanotechnology using lipid nano, nanoprotein layers that would incorporate themselves into the cell membrane, go through the cell membrane, go into the nucleus of the cell and change our DNA with an mRNA shot? And, you know, and, you know, and these guys are saying how these shots are basically may or may not be effective now as far as reducing the severity of COVID, but it's a good idea to take them. That's a lie. These shots are extremely effective, and they know that. They're produced by DARPA. They're extremely effective at lowering the immune system. They're extremely effective at causing death. They're extremely effective at destroying the heart and causing myocarditis and pericarditis. They're extremely effective at what they do. It just takes a while. Now, some people's immune systems are more resilient. 
Some people are going to require boosters to have their immune systems completely shut down and be dying with turbo cancers, et cetera, et cetera. But this is the goal. There's too many of us here. They don't need this big of a feeding trough, and they want to kill us. On the way out, they're going to try to do everything they possibly can. They're so scared of dying, these, these, these half-breeds. They know what happens next. They're terrified of dying. That's why if you watch that movie, you know, Transcendence with Johnny Depp, they're kind of telling you what they want to do. They want to kind of be able to take their soul or whatever they have in them and transfer it into a computer system or into another human being so they don't have to die because they know what happens on the other side of the veil. See, see they've told us that there's no such thing as an interdimensional interface. They've taken the Maxwell Field equations out of the public domain which plotted another dimension in time space and another, another, another in heaven, basically, or another dimension. They've taken those out of the public domain. That's why Einstein was so baffled with gravity. You know, gravity is a strange concept, very strange. And, you know, it's supposed to be doing everything it's supposed to do as far as holding the waters and the ocean down so they don't float it back up in the outer space. But yet, you know, we're primarily made out of water. And if they can hold the oceans down, why aren't we flattened out against the planet and we can't move right now because we're primarily water? If the gravity is that strong, it can hold oceans down. Just thought I'd mention that. I believe that, there's no, that gravity is an interesting concept that could never be rectified mathematically. And I believe that we have more of an electro, electromagnetic system here on this planet that holds things in place. But I'm not going to go there today. But the reality is, is that this group of people don't want to die. They're scared of it. See – Jesus said to us, oh, death, where is thy victory? Where is thy sting? We've overcome both death, hell, and the grave. So we have no fear of death. When we leave here, we go directly to God. We're like on an elastic strap. We pull, get pulled straight out. We're done. And, and see, this is what they don't have. And that's why they're terrified. And that's why they, they go out and they do all these experiments. And they go into these other realms. And they take all these drugs and these hallucinogens and all the other stuff. And that's why they set up all their different New Age churches and all the weird stuff that they're involved in. And that's why they basically have their satanic rituals and sacrifices all the time to try to get power from the other side of the veil. They're all in. They, they've, they've, they put everything they've got into the pot. They don't have an option at this point. It's do what they do or basically they know they're going into the lake of fire whatever that's supposed to be doesn't sound good to me it sounds really awful apparently they know what it is and they don't want to do it and on and on and on it goes this nauseating game they play with us with the gmos with you know with the drugs with the transgenderism and all the rest of it because they believe that their god who they worship is a snake in a tree called einstoff and basically he's a hermaphrodite a transgender and the only thing that you can do as a human being to be close to their god is to become a transgender and cut off your genitalia and go on hormone replacement therapy to prove your loyalty. And they can prove their loyalty to their God by getting as many children who are made in God's creation to destroy themselves this way with parents that are complete idiots. And this goes on and on. And, and, and this is where we find ourselves on this planet, the hellscape they've turning it into, you know, the planet where they're destroying the soil with aluminum particles and barium particles and the plants and the wildlife is dying from brain disease and on and on and on and on. And the species that are being destroyed every single day on this planet is, is, is ridiculous because they don't want God's creation to remain intact. They figure they're going down in flames. Everything's going down in flames. And that's why we as Christians, we have the ability to change this if we'd like by praying in the aggregate. They're scared to death of that too. That's why they've come after the Christian church. 
because when we pray, especially when we pray out loud, we create scalar energy fields that change the fabric of space-time, and these entities are scared of that. They know that we are an uplink. We are a Tesla transformer to God himself. We are a coiled helix on our DNA, and we have the ability to commune with God and go directly to the throne room through Jesus Christ. They know that. They can't do that, and they're scared of us, quite frankly. So if they're, if they're scared of us and they can't control us, the other option is to kill us, which they can't do. But when we have the protection of God's angels and we plead the blood of Jesus over us and we have a hedge of thorns planted around us and, and we're sitting here controlled by the Holy Spirit and filled with his presence. I had a tremendous prayer time this morning for you guys. Then we realize very quickly that we have the ability to not have to walk with these entities and be part of their lives. It's like choosing friends on this planet. You know, you choose friends, and we've talked about this many times, that are go out and get drunk or go to strip clubs or, you know, basically take drugs or all the other things that the world offers you that is so shallow. And you start hanging out with these friends. Sooner or later, you start becoming part of their friend group, and everybody's going out and doing the same thing. Then a lot of them will grow up, and they'll say, well, I don't want to do this anymore. This is an absolutely one-sided deal here. It's not making me happy. It's making me feel degraded. I'm not going to do this anymore, and they have to walk away from the friend group, which at that point they get castigated in many cases, and the friends stop associating with them. They've got to make new friends, and that's what we all need to do, isn't it? Make friends with fellow believers and people who believe in the, our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what we have to do because, guys, listen to me. You know, We have to learn how to walk circumspectly with God with great respect and realize that he's sovereign. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The same God of the Old Testament, the same God of the New Testament, the same God who's going to be in the book of Revelation, the same God who's in the book of Genesis, the same God who was in the pre-Adamic race. He's omnipresent. He's omniscient. He's omnipotent. He permeates all time space. I've talked about this so much on this show. And when we have a relationship with him through Jesus, we can come boldly into the throne room and talk to God ourselves and talk to him as if he's our father, like our daddy, and, and, and be part of his creation and ask him for help. But a lot of people don't want to do that. And these entities can't do that. They've been cut off from God's power source. They've been cut off from all of this. This is why they require human sacrifice to feed themselves. And they're in a real bad position, to be quite frank with you. They have, uh, they have turned themselves over to the dark side, and they don't know how to find their way back. If it's even possible at this point, if they're not in that reprobate, to find themselves back. I don't know when God cuts that off when they say, well, I'm going to repent, and I'm not going to do this. So like that banker a few years ago. He was starting to go to the dark side. Then he wanted to start sacrificing children. And he said, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. And he came back. So I don't know where that line is drawn with God. I don't know what kind of grace is out there for those entities, especially if they have DNA that's not human and God doesn't recognize them. This is a very strange place we find ourselves in as human beings here on this planet right now. It's a very strange place that we find ourselves as Christians and followers of the Most High God, the great I Am, on this planet right now. For his name is Jesus. He's the author. He's the finisher. He's the perfecter of our faith. Through him, all things are held together. And when we find ourselves in this position, and we realize that the church has been compromised because of the Schofield Reference Bible that we've talked about so many times, and that Israel basically is a terrorist country. Yeah, I just said that. Uh, I'm going to read part of the article right now that Paul, that Chuck Baldwin wrote today, a good friend of mine. What does the Hamas-Israel war pretend for Bible prophecy? And, uh, you know, Israel was put back together by the Rothschild banking cartel in order to rebuild the third temple, in order to basically bring out the whole Antichrist situation. And Baldwin says it this way. He's pretty blunt. I love Chuck. The current Zionist state of Israel is an atheistic, 
Antichrist, pagan country, masquerading with the help of misinformed evangelicals as a Jewish state. Wow. Understand this. Israel's not a victim. If the victims are anybody who stands in the way of the greater Israel project, especially the poor Palestinian people living in Gaza and the West Bank. Everywhere you look to the Western media, you hear about the unprovoked attack of Hamas against Israel. Unprovoked? Are you kidding me? And now I'm going to go ahead and post the rest of this because it's going to take too long to read the entire article he wrote, but it's good. And, you know, it's just, it's crazy. He says, since the Israeli government, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu came into power at the end of 2022, violence against the Palestinians has significantly risen, mainly due to an escalation of Israeli raids in the West Bank. And, and we need to understand this is ethnic cleansing going on because these entities really feel, the ones who control Israel, that we are all just basically lowlife, period. You can read part of the words they have in their, in their Babylonian Talmud. BTC had Sanhedrin 58B. If a Gentile strikes a Jew, he is liable for the death penalty. BT Sanhedrin 57A. If a Jew kills a Gentile, the Jew is to go free. Non-Jews are uncompassionate by nature, attacks on them, curb their evil inclination. The Torah, Hamlik, 21st century Israeli settler, rabbinic text based on Talmud and distributed to the members of the Israeli military. He said that. And he goes on to say, he was on to say, if a Jew needs a liver transplant, you can take the liver out of an innocent non-Jew passing by to save him. The Torah would permit that. That's Shabbat Rabbi Ginsburg, Jewish Week, New York, August 26, 1996. They don't see people as human beings. And this is the same thing that we did to the Japanese, you know, in World War, you know, World War II, we called them names. We, told, we called the Nazis, you know, the Krauts, you know, and we called the, you know, the Vietnamese, the Gooks, and we made them lesser than humans. So when we ju- we could justify killing them in mass during wars, and it happens all the time like this. People are always out just de- demoralizing humans, destroying them, and it's because they're infused with evil coming from the evil side of this world that we live in, you know, with Lucifer probably down there in Antarctica. And this is the thing that we have to understand is that even though this is happening around us, it doesn't affect us eternally. You know, we got to go through this. We're part of this right now. But the reality is, is that it's not going to be here forever with us. When you look at the great timeline of eternity, let's say, let's just use a billion years because we can't conceive of anything, even that. And we're only here for 100 years. It's completely and utterly insignificant, a hundred versus a billion. Well, let's do a trillion. It it doesn't make any difference. It's just we're only here for a little while, and God's got something much, much bigger in store for us. He does on the other side of the veil. And it's going to be all good. It's going to be great. We're going to love it. It's like Mark Rutland said when he came on the show a couple years ago. He said the first second that you enter heaven and you're so excited and you have such joy because it is timeless there, you maintain that energy and that excitement for all of eternity. That's what we've got coming to us. I mean, you're always going to feel good. You're always going to look good. You're always going to have tremendous energy. You're always going to be healthy, and you're always going to have a good positive attitude. You're going to be just excited to be there, and it goes on forever because it's timeless. And that's what we have to look forward to, and that's why God tells us, you stand your ground here. You, know, you Show me who you are. You draw a line in the sand. Put on the full armor of God, and no matter what else, stand. You stand your ground. It says the word, stand your ground in the word. It wants you to do that. It wants you to resist the devil. He will flee from you. He runs about as a roaring lion, seeking those whom he may devour. But he may not devour you because you are sanctified by the blood of the lamb. You are sanctified by Jesus. He no longer has the ability to absorb you and to kill you and to eat you or whatever you want to call it. He can't do that anymore. Because you're at this point in anathema, your your energy field doesn't match his anymore. He can't do that to you. 
He doesn't have the ability to absorb you. He doesn't have the ability to do that anymore because you're a Christian and you're saved and you're in covenant with God Almighty. He doesn't want. He can't do that to you because he's scared to death to do it. He, he doesn't want to go to them. He, remember, remember the demons – you know, they were, they were they were in the one guy that was in the New Testament, and they, they didn't want to be they didn't want Jesus to throw him into the pit. They were so scared that they were going to be sent back into hell. They didn't want to do it. They said, and so they went into the pigs instead. Pigs couldn't deal with. It. They rushed down a steep bank and they drowned themselves. Thousands of them. What a mess that must have turned into. And, and so reality is, is they're scared to go over there to the other side. <laughs> they, don't, they don't like it over there. It's bad, and they know that. And that's why they're fighting like they fight. That's why they're doing what they're doing. That's why they're trying to drag every person they can into a ditch with them. They are. They want everybody to come to their side so that misery loves company, and they can all go on to be in hell together or force God to change the plan of salvation, which he cannot do because he cannot lie. And Jesus said it was finished on the cross, and he meant that. And so from this point forward in our lives, all we have to do is lay hold of it. This Bible says the kingdom of God has been advancing since the beginning of the time, and the righteous take it by force. And we have to hold on to it and realize that that's our promise that we have for all of eternity and keep the good fight going and have a good attitude. Because, I mean, these entities, they hate it. They hate it when you say, this is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and I'll be glad in it. I commit my plans unto you, Lord. Therefore, I know they shall succeed. They can't stand that because it tells them that you're in alignment with the great I am, the creator of the universe. And all they want to do is to, to, to destroy you and to degrade you and to degrade, to degrade, God's, to degrade God's creation. But they can't degrade you unless you let them, unless you let them, unless you start doing the things that they do and living the way that they live and going to the places they go and you know doing what they do. And they, they can't degrade you because you're infused with God. And even if they degrade you and you do something stupid, we still have grace for us. And we can come right back to the throne and say, God, please forgive me for doing this. We always understand what he did on the cross. He took upon the entire sins of the world, not just the sins of the world there in Jerusalem, but for all eternity because he's omnipresent. He, he took it all. He ate it all. He took all of it for us because he loved us that much. So that's who we have as our creator. Always honor him. Walk circumspectly with him and always pray to him and pray out loud to him and pray with your family every day out loud. Because you're a child of the Most High God. Austin, what do you think, buddy? And what's your next story? Absolutely. And also, too, this is interesting. I've been doing some more digging on this research that just came out now from a uh, Moms Across America. And this is why I've continually told everybody it's so important to maintain a healthy diet on a regular basis. It's, this is really interesting. Moms Across America requested the top 10 most popular fast food brand meal samples be tested for 104 of the most commonly used veterinary drugs and hormones. This is why I tell you guys so much. It's so important to make sure you're getting certified organic meat that doesn't have antibiotics and hormones used in it. This is what's wild about this is so they went in and they tested food for McDonald's, Starbucks, Subway, Chick-fil-A, oh yeah, Chick-fil-A, Burger King, Taco Bell, Chipotle's, Dunkin' Donuts, Wendy's, and Domino's. Disturbingly, only with the exception of Chipotle's, which, by the way, Chipotle's, I'm not a big fan of some of their policies and their anti-gun policies, but they have stated many a times they do not use any type of uh, meat, beef, chicken, so forth, with antibiotics or hormones in it, and apparently they actually are true to that. And they found that all the other fast food companies that I mentioned, which you guys shouldn't be you know, hard-pressed to you know, be surprised on this, they found that they tested, heavily tested, 
with antibiotics, growth hormones, antiparasitic, and also other types of hormones in the food. Surprise, surprise, including contraceptives. They went and found tested for uh, mimosin, naricin, nicarbazin. Now, these are all veterinary hormones that none of them, by the way, are approved for any type of human usage. The fast food consumed by 85 million Americans each day. I didn't realize this number on here. 85 million Americans eat fast food every single day. Many chains are primary suppliers of many school lunches. 30 million school meals are served to our children each day. And basically a lot of these are from these certain companies. And what's crazy about this is, you know, Chick-fil-A is on this list. It tested positive for a bunch of this stuff, which that's why I've told you guys. Chick-fil-A is not what you think it is. Everybody was told it's, it's you know, Jesus chicken and all this stuff. It's a Christian company. I'm telling you right now, Chick-fil-A is far from being any type of quality food anymore. It may have been in the beginning. It's not anymore. And it's crazy about this. Uh, Nicarbazin is a contraceptive. That was in Chick-fil-A. It's been prohibited. It's not even supposed to be used in animals. And their chicken tested positive for it. Six out of 10 of the fast food samples contain antibiotic monocin, which is not approved by the FDA for human, human, any human use whatsoever, has been shown to cause severe harm when consumed by humans. Four out of the 10 samples contain antibiotic naricin, which has been shown in animal studies to cause anorexia, diarrhea, depression, and death. This is in animals. Again, it's not a human drug whatsoever. And also multiple antibiotics that they found in these as well. Now, this is why I have said so many times, especially with young children, you cannot be allowing them to eat this food, especially on an even semi-regular basis. If you're talking about a grown adult, you know, 200-pound grown adult, and they eat some of this food on a rare basis, the body can detoxify itself to an extent, even though a lot of stuff is really toxic, but a lot of it's in very small doses considering the fact you have a 200-pound individual eating one sandwich that may have a very, very small degree of some of these hormones or toxic compounds in them, contraceptives and antibiotics. When you start allowing children that are 30, 40 pounds, you know, four or five years old, you start allowing them to eat this stuff on a regular basis. It has detrimental, monumental side effects to them, especially when they eat it on a regular basis. It's one of the reasons why we're seeing so many hormonal problems in young children, along with the obesity and the gynomastia in young boys at six, seven years old. I've gotten numerous requests on that and questions about that from people that are asking me what to do with their children. You know, the, the boys are seven or eight and they're, they're getting basically female breasts. They're getting gynomastia. I've gotten this question multiple times. And that's an embarrassing thing for a young child boy. It is 100% directly linked to the food that you're putting in their body. I cannot be any more clear on that. Primarily, a lot of it is also the milk. The milk, especially the just, you know, supermarket milk, non-organic, nothing, just regular cow's milk is some of the most toxic stuff you can put in a child's body, period. The level of hormones and antibiotics and estrogen that is in that milk is to the roof. They've done testing on this before. Not to mention the pasteurization and the homogenization doesn't even allow for the milk to be properly digested in the body and utilized for the protein and fat that's really good. Now, I've heard of people before in the past that have talked about using raw cow's milk from you know certified farms. Again, I'm not telling you to do that, but I'm saying that's been something that's gone around for a long time. You know, it's crazy to me is you've had some of these alphabet agencies like the EPA come in and shut down, 
you know, raw cow milk farms from Amish families and pour out all their milk. We've seen the videos. It's just, just idiotic. So you're not allowed to drink this milk. We're pouring it out for your protection as we raid your house. But, but there's a new bivalent booster shot that hasn't been tested except on 10 mice, and it's safe and effective for you. You need to go get your bivalent booster shot immediately. Oh, and your six-month-old, he needs eight more injections. Make sure you go get those injections in him. But hey, hey. You cannot drink certified organic raw cow's milk that you've handled yourself. That, that's illegal. You can't do that. It's for your safety and protection, guys. The level of lunacy and hypocrisy knows no bounds with these groups and these fast food agencies, fast food companies are super, super involved with the depopulation agenda and with the medical industrial complex feeding agenda. These foods, these hormones, these things that are in all these food compounds are designed to cause health problems in humans, or at least they know they cause health problems in humans, I should say. They know this, yet they allow it in the food supply. They know what's in it, yet they constantly promote it. This is why almost every single major fast food outlet uses massive amounts of MSG and other types of addictive compounds in their food. This is why you hear people talk about, I've got to go get my Chick-fil-A fix. I've got to get my Chick-fil-A fix. I haven't had it in a couple days. The body's craving the MSG and the addictive compounds they put in it. This is why people get addicted. It actually gives a dopamine trigger in the brain. It's a reward response system. So the body starts craving that food, even though it's nasty and disgusting and toxic for them. The brain is actually craving the food like a drug. That is why it is so important to stay away from that stuff on a regular basis. And I don't want to hear the excuse, I'm busy. I don't have time to cook. I don't have time to stop and guys. We just got to go through the, fa- the drive through No? How about you get up 15 minutes earlier and make some food? Hmm? How about you stay up 15 minutes later and make lunch and basically, you know, you know prep, prep your food. Do food prep. How about you spend a few extra minutes cooking breakfast for your kids in the morning instead of giving them fast food cereal like they have now with this Kellogg's and these Fruit Loops and these Cinnamon Toast Crunch garbage loaded up with corn and high fructose corn syrup. Maybe spend a couple extra minutes making them some organic eggs and butter with organic oatmeal. Takes a few extra minutes. Do it almost every morning. It's not that hard. It's not that difficult. It's that much more of an effective strategy at keeping your children strong and healthy. And one of my buddies that was in here yesterday was getting some product I told you about. He told me, he said, you know, he goes, a lot of people kind of have this laissez-faire attitude. Like, well, I don't, I don't know anything about it. And I don't, you know, I, I'm not, I can't be held responsible if I don't know anything about it. And I'm feeding my kids this. And he goes, there's no excuse for that. He goes, to simply being negligent. He goes, if you're sitting there saying, I don't know anything about it, and I don't want to learn anything about it, and I don't need to know anything about it just because I want to stick my head in the sand. He goes, you're being negligent. You're intentionally allowing your children to become sicker and sicker, and you're pretending that you're not. Nobody, nobody anymore has the excuse that they can't find information out, especially with the World Wide Web you have in your pocket every single day on your phone. We're not in 1995 anymore. You don't have to go to the computer lab at the library and go try to dial up a modem for 20 minutes and keep getting kicked off to do a little bit of research to find hardly anything. Newsflash, those days are over with. The excuses that people are using now by trying to proclaim that they're ignorant because they don't want to do research is done. That excuse is over with now. So I encourage you, my friends, please encourage others to do your research, especially when it comes to food. This research that they came out with Moms Across America is very disturbing. These compounds are very toxic. They're not even good for animals. They're very toxic for animals. None of these compounds are even approved for human usage, much less are even allowed to technically be in this food 
that yet the FDA says, well, it's under a certain amount. And so we essentially allow it to be in there because, well, you know, it's, it's up to a certain degree. It's like the same thing the EPA does with aluminum and fluoride and all these different compounds. Oh, well, it's okay. It's, it's, as long as it's below a certain threshold, as long as the glyphosate's below a certain threshold, how much rat poison do you want to eat? How much Roundup glyphosate do you want to eat? Just a question. Dad used the analogy before. Somebody holds a glass of water, sprinkle a little little sprinkle of rat poison in there, stir it up. Still nice, clean glass of water. Don't look like anything's in it. But you, know, you now know there's rat poison in it. But it's not enough to kill you. Not quite enough to kill you. You look at it and go, well, do you want to drink that? 99% of people are going to go, I'm not drinking that, dude. You just put rat poison in it. We well, can't see it. You don't see it in there. You're not going to taste it. It's probably not going to kill you. No, I'm still not going to drink it, dude. There's no reason that there's any positive aspect of drinking that. Well, yeah, no joke. It's like fluoride, the hydrofluorosic acid, the stuff they put in the water supply and tell you it's good for your teeth is one of the stupidest concepts I've ever heard in my life. And I still can't get Dennis to rebuttal me on the fact that a little bit of fluoride is good for your teeth and enamel. But a little too much fluoride causes dental fluorosis and your teeth literally dissolve and fall apart. Please explain that concept to me. If somebody came out and said, you know, a little bit of vitamin C really boosts your immune system, but a little too much vitamin C literally burns your immune system up and you die. People would go, uh, I think we got to question this whole vitamin C. That's not the case with any natural products. They don't do that. You don't take a little bit extra and your body starts dying from it. It doesn't start dissolving your teeth out. This concept is so important because fluoride is one of the biggest lies we've ever seen perpetrated on the American populace. And the kicker, the kicker is that people pay to put it in their body with their toothpaste and mouthwash. They pay for it. That's why it's so important to have a good toothpaste and mouthwash. We've got them on the website that work great. They taste great. We've used them for years. They're clean and simple. If you don't want to support us or buy them from us, please at least go buy something that doesn't have fluoride in it for your children. I mean that sincerely, and I do appreciate everyone that does buy it from us because even just that little bit helps support this show and continues to allow us to get this information out there and spread the news and get so many people awake because our children are our most valuable assets as far as the next generation and getting people awake and alert and understanding what's happening. So I continue, my friends, to keep raising little Americans and continue to keep them healthy and, by goodness, feed them good food and keep them off the fast food. This this research is disturbing. I'm going to post it on the website today, Dad. What do you think? You know, Austin, it doesn't surprise me. We know what they're doing to the children. We just talked about it in my first segment. They want to kill God's creation. They know yeah. what this stuff does. They know what all of it does. They've tested it all. They know it's not fit for human consumption. It's heck, it's not even fit for animal consumption. And they give it to animals. Everything is to just rob, kill. Satan comes to rob, kill, steal, and destroy, period. That's what I'm going to say to you. Rob, he wants to take everything from you with this graduated income tax nonsense they've got us doing. They, they put a gun to our head, metaphorically, and if we don't give them our money, they will come and arrest us and put us in prison. And then they take that money and they support terrorist regimes all over the country, whether we want them to or not, and all over the world. That's what they do. Rob, kill. They're going to kill us with nanotech. They're going to kill us with particle matter. They're going to kill us with chemtrails. And to destroy, to destroy God's creation. That's why I said it comes to rob, kill, steal, and destroy. I mean, it's like it's like you know, it's like the it's like the ultimate outcome as far as what he wants to do. And 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 what we did and what we saw when that Patriot Act got passed back in '91 or 2001, I, it, it was mind-boggling to me how many people were cheering and carrying on and acting like this was the greatest thing since sliced bread. And my response to everybody was, "What's wrong with you?" 
Do you not realize this is basically the enabling act that Nazi Germany used? It's a 1,500-page document. There's no way they put this together in a couple of weeks. It's impossible. This has been around. They've already been working on this. This is the ultimate validation of the police state. They're able to come in now, do anything they want to do to us, and spy on you and arrest you and everything else they want to do. You're either with the terrorists or you're with us. Yeah, okay, George W. I'm still trying to figure out if your IQ points are above single digits. But anyhow, that's beyond the point of this. But the reality is that people are still praising the police state who don't listen to all media. They're praising the state that forced them to take vaccines and shut the economy down. I spoke to this young lady the other day, and she, you know, she used to, she had a job and she was doing stuff as a nail tech. And then all the nail stores got closed down and all the stuff happened during COVID. And she basically couldn't go to work anymore and ended up having to file bankruptcy. And it's just, and this is, this story is repeated millions and millions of times in the United States when Donald Trump carpet bombed the economy. It was Donald Trump who did that. Uh, last night I was talking to my buddy, man cow. And he said, well, he said, do you think that Trump's going to be better than than basically Biden, or you think Biden's better than Trump? He says, well, who do you think? I said, they're both bad. They're both agents of the deep state. They're both as corrupt as they can come. Donald Trump was best buddies with Jeffrey Epstein. Everybody forgets that. Donald Trump had multiple lawsuits on him that were hushed up from young girls who were underage who were suing him when he was running for president the first time. People forget that. They forget about Operation Warp Speed. They forget about the carpet bombing of the economy. They forget about the CFR members. And on and on and on it goes. The, the nauseatingly ridiculous Biden who can't keep a sentence together and who can't remember who he is and how to get off a platform, he's, he's not in charge. There's no way he's in charge. So which is better? You got Stooge 1 or Stooge 2. You've got Globalist 1, Globalist 2. Trump saying that the greatest award he ever received was the Kabbalist Tree of Life Award. You can watch it on YouTube. And he believes everything it stands for. Wait a minute. Who are these people? They're pawns in the greater pawns of the game that are running the planet. And they're picked as actors to go onto a stage to basically belittle us, to befuddle us, and to confuse us, and to keep us in a constant state of fear. They're actors. You know, Joan Rivers was an actor. Actress, and finally, when she said that Barack Obama was gay and that Michelle was a transgender, a tranny, she was taken off the platform, taken off the stage. Just she was basically her, her character was basically retired very quickly within a few weeks. And all of this happens. You know, you look at look at look at these 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 superstars and these guys. You know, like Kanye West. All of a sudden, he comes off and gets off the chain. All of a sudden, his net worth drops by billions of dollars in a few weeks. Loses all kinds of endorsements, and they're letting him know. His life's about to change. If he doesn't get back on leash and do what he's supposed to do, and it goes on and on. It never ends. Once you start talking about stuff and start telling the truth, look at look at Kennedy. I mean, he's being eviscerated by his own family. He gets eviscerated by Hannity. He gets eviscerated by the, he gets eviscerated by the left. He gets eviscerated by the right because he's trying to go down the middle of the centrist and say, hey, look, <clears throat> these things are all true. Let's look at them. Let's look at these vaccines. Therefore, he has to be a bad guy. Now, I don't agree with everything Kennedy. And he says he's a Democrat. You know, the other day they asked him, did you vote for Biden? Yes. Did you vote for you know, Obama? Yes. But if I had to do it over again, I would have voted for either one of them. Well, he's, I have the right to change my mind when I get more information. He's right. But that, that, that wasn't okay with Hannity. They, they, don't want to, they, they don't want to deal with all. They want to make him a leftist. And it's because they have, they've got to marginalize him because he has too much power because of his name. 
he needs to be careful. He needs to get some serious security details around him. He really does because he's out there raking a lot of people over the coals right now, telling the truth, and nobody wants to debate him because of that. Now, yesterday I started talking about something, but we ran out of time. I'm going to cover a few more parts of this, and this is a, another excellent commentary by John Whitehead. I posted it again so you guys can read it, and I, and I want to just talk about it. A mammoth legislation, this is about the Patriot Act, that expands the government powers at the citizens' expense will not make anyone safer. Rushed through Congress after a mere 45 days after the 9-11 tax, the U.S. Patriot Act drove a stake through the heart of the Bill of Rights. Preemptive strikes only lead to further blockades and further blowback. No content to wage war against Afghanistan, which served the basis for the Osama bin Laden. The U.S. embarked on a preemptive war against Iraq in order to stop any adversary challenging America's military superiority and adopt first strike policy against terrorist threats before they were fully formed. Kind of like what Austin talked about yesterday, you know, with the movie that we had with Tom Cruise, Minority Report, because they're thinking about let's go ahead and do this. Because I to say the war is costly. There are many reasons to go to the war, but those who have advocated the U.S. remain in a war year after year after year are the very entities that have profited most from these endless military occupations. Thus far, the U.S. taxpayer has been made to shell out more than $8 trillion to rage wars abroad, which we talked about earlier, being forced to do this. The tactics and weapons of war, once deployed abroad, will eventually be used against the citizenry of a home. Uh, yeah, the horrors that took place at Abu Ghraib, the American-run prison in Iraq involved U.S. military personnel humiliating, hurting, and abusing Iraqi prisoners in a myriad of perverse ways. While American servicemen and women smiled and gave thumbs up, naked men were threatened by dogs or were hooded and forced to the sexual positions, placed standing with wires attached to their bodies, or left bleeding in prison on prison floors. Adding to the sentence of moral depravity, the United States government legalized the use of torture, including waterboarding, in violation of international law, in the so-called pursuit of national security, the ramifications have been far-reaching with domestic police mirroring a battlefield mindset in their encounters with American citizens, including the use of torture tactics in secret locations such as the Homan Square in Chicago. Allowing the government to spy on the citizenry will not reduce acts of terrorism but result in a watched, submissive, surveillance society. New cycle distractions are calibrated to ensure that you lose sight of what the government is really doing. The average American has a hard time keeping up with and remembering all of the events, manufactured or otherwise, which occur like clockwork and keep us distracted, deluded, amused, and insulted and insulated from the reality of the American police state. If you stop holding the government accountable to the rule of law, the only laws it abides by will be the ones used to clamp down on the citizenry. Do not turn your country into a battlefield, your citizens into enemy combatants, and your law enforcement officers into extensions of the military. It's the truth, the destruction of the Fourth Amendment. Years ago, we had an attorney, really smart attorney, lived right down the street from us. This is back in 2003. We had all those hurricanes. He since passed away. And he died in an airplane accident, actually an airplane crash. And it was interesting because he had sewage, raw sewage, run through his house from a failing of a pumping station right across the street that was the city of Auburndale. I mean, I mean, he had a, like a river of sewage running through his living room, going out his back doors into the lake. And I asked him, I said, what are you going to do? He said, well, I could sue the city of Auburndale. I could get a pretty good settlement because he that's what it was. He was a litigation attorney. He was a slip and fall attorney. He goes, well, I'm not going to do that. And I said, well, why would you not sue the city of Auburndale for their lift station failing and this water and this sewage coming through your house? He goes, Ted, he goes, let me explain it to you this way. Here's what I've learned. And this is what my daddy taught me. You never urinate in your own bed. He goes, I live here and I don't want to have this city, you know, at war with me and mad at me every time they hear my name. He's right, isn't he? 
you never urinate in your own bed. Of course, he didn't say urinate. He's the other word. But the point is, he's something that's saying, right, what have we done in our country? We've urinated on our own country. If you want to know how I'm going to segue this, we've urinated in our own country, on our own country, on the Bill of Rights, and we've destroyed the very things that made America, America. And we're continuing to do that on an ongoing basis because we feel it's okay that we have a moral right, a moral obligation to come in and destroy everything that God created. Oh, that's right. We talked about it in the first segment, didn't we? We don't feel that way, do we? No. But the leaders that are running the country do because they're controlled by the Kabbalists, and they're being told what to do by the international banking cartels. We as Americans were patriots. Yesterday, I walked around Lake Hollingsworth, and a friend of mine I walked with, and we did a three-mile walk around Lake Hollingsworth, and I was wearing my NRA hat. And I was walking, and the guy comes running by us carrying an American flag. He sees my NRA fat, hat, and he goes, and he goes, hoorah! You know, he yells at yeah, even through. He was a military, private, private marine. And I, I said, I said back to him, I said, hoorah! And I said, I'm loving the fact that you're, you're the stars and the stripes. Well, I talked to him. He got back to his car. We both got around the lake about the same time. I started a little bit before him, and I was, I was walking. He was running. And he basically, I talked to him for a few minutes. He goes, I don't like the way the country's going. I don't like the presidencies and what we're having. And we started talking about the only two presidents we thought were any good were both Kennedy and Reagan until Reagan was shot. He's telling me that's exactly right. He says, the problem is I don't know how far we've gone down this slope, this degradation of our country, and if it's able to come back now without spilling blood. I looked at him and I said, I really hope you're wrong. I really hope you're wrong. He goes, I do too. And see, that's what we have here. We've got a group of people my age, even Austin's age, that are still wanting to be patriotic with the United States of America. Then we've got all these younger ones coming up that have been taught that it's not good to be a patriot. It's not good to tell the truth. It's not good to be a boy or a girl. It's not good to not use the proper pronoun. It's not good not to be submissive. It's not good to not be a bootlicker. It's not good not to obey the rules. It's not good to not get a COVID shot. And they've been programmed, 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 programmed in the state of brainwave state because they had to get to the youth. So I also talked about it this morning about not feeding your kids all these dumbing down chemicals. They had to get to the youth to destroy their minds and to program them at a young age because trying to program me, yeah, have fun with that. Trying to program Austin, yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not gay. I'm never going to be gay. It nauseates me. If they want to be gay, knock themselves out, leave me out of the loop. I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear about it. And you're not going to program me. Because I serve the most high God. He says, that's an abomination. In case you want to know how I felt about that. And so this is the problem that we have, the problem that they have. They want to reprogram us. Like Hillary Clinton says, we need to go to re-education camps. I think Stalin wanted to do, right? Same thing he did do, to reprogram us to accept their deviated culture and their deviated mindset. Well, let me put it this way. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord God Almighty. We're going to serve the great I am. We're going to serve Jesus Christ. We're going to be led by the Holy Spirit all the days of my life. And if they don't like it, they can choke on it because I'm not about to comply with their weirdness and their destruction and all the garbage they put out there all the time. I have no interest in it. And that's the way you should feel, too. We have to stand our ground. Remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, including standing our ground. If Jesus Christ, if Jesus Christ went to the cross for you, listen to me, friends, I'm talking to you right now. If he died for you, if he was tortured for you, if he hung on a cross and he spilled his omnipresent blood for you as an eternal sacrifice for you, do you think that what you're going through is that bad? I'm asking you that question. Do you think that making your choices and giving up certain lifestyles is that bad because, you know, you don't want to do it? 
what he was willing to do that for you. Think about that, what he did, the torture and the humiliation. He was God Almighty in the flesh, exact representation of God Almighty. Through him, all things were held together. He could have just flipped his finger and come off that cross. He could, have, he could have wiped out the entire Roman legion by looking at them if he'd wanted to. He chose not to. He chose to take the hit and allow himself to be sacrificed. You remember this. They didn't sacrifice him. He allowed it to be He allowed himself to be sacrificed. He could have at any point in time called out all those legions of angels and stopped any of this. He didn't do it because he loved you that much. So if he can do that for you, what could you do for him? You can stand your ground for him. That's all I've got to say today. I love you guys, and I appreciate you. I'll have to finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Well said. You know, and back to the conversation you know, I was having yesterday with my friend over here at the office. You know, I said the thing about it is I said what a huge, huge problem that we've watched down in the United States and with this generation is that there's no base conviction on what people actually want to stand on now pertaining to certain topics that people just continue to adapt and mend and just go along with what continues to get worse and worse and worse. Oh, it's not that big of a deal. Well, they're just wanting to get puberty ploggers to 13 and 14 year olds. Well, it, five year olds kind of do know their gender. You know, three year olds are okay to start teaching them this stuff. It's slowly, slowly moving. And it's the same concept we watched during COVID. How they slowly crept in and started telling everyone, well, this is, the, this is what you have to do. You've got a social distance, and you had the blind, useful morons that followed it, and they'd sit in front of stores with their mask on and tell people you had to wear a mask before walking in. And my response was always, no, I'm not going to. I've got stuff to do. I'm not going to bother to put a mask on. This is ludicrous. But then you had about 80 to 90% of the population that would walk up, and they'd see them, oh, let me put a mask on. Let me pull that this dirty mask out of my pocket that's been in my pocket all day, and let me put it back on my face to walk in the store just because I don't want to deal with a little bit of conflict. And that's really what it comes down to now, isn't it? It's too difficult to have a little bit of conflict to hold your conviction. Let me tell that to the boys that went and hit Normandy. You don't talk about conflict. MG42 buzzsaw machine guns and bunkers mowing everybody down. Those are the most disturbing machine guns ever built in World War II. That thing busting off? You want to talk about conflict? Conflict. But yet now general Americans won't even stand up to wear a mask when they were told during COVID. That shows you how far it's pushed down the line with people not wanting to stand up for even just the most minute conviction, even though they may not agree with it and they don't even, they don't even believe in it. They're willing to go along with it just because somebody is telling them, you need to do this. Response is, no, I will do whatever I want to do if I feel it's the best possible scenario to do. I do not want to inject my children with RNA gene therapy or any other types of toxic sludge. That's my choice, and I'm going to do it. Everybody has their own choice. But never be pressured into something, my friends, that you don't want to do. It's not okay. Just because somebody says you have to do it doesn't mean you have to do it. That's a concept that eludes a general portion of the population now. And that's especially with comment, with, with context when it comes to the right of your children and the right of yourself. And this is what they tried to do. They wanted to break the will, to break the back of the United States, even though they knew it was illegal. The mandate for the shot. They knew that people did not have to follow it. They knew there was religious exemptions. They knew there were loopholes behind it. They knew it was never going to hold up on the Supreme Court. They pushed it anyways. 
it's what happens most of the time now, isn't it? I've said this many a times. Just because we have a right, just because we have a bill of rights, just because we have God-given rights, doesn't mean tyrants won't attempt to take it from us. That, again, is another idea that people fail to grasp sometimes. Just because it's a right doesn't mean people aren't going to try to steal it. If you set a suitcase full of money out by the road, you say, it's my right to have my money out by the road. You can't take my money. There's going to be people that are going to pull up and try to steal your money because that's what they do. They steal things. They take things that aren't theirs. Those people exist. Those tyrants exist. Those banker boys that love to breathe everybody's air and love to take everybody's stuff, they're here. They're trying to take everything. So stand on your convictions. Protect your children at all costs. And by all means, continue to feed them healthy and feed yourself healthy. Continue to stay strong. Continue to exercise. Continue to drink purified water every day. And keep talking about the truth because that is one of the most effective things we can do to keep it going. And so thank you again for your support of Health Masters. Thank you for forwarding the show, getting this news out here every single day. Be sure to check out the website for product of the week, the n cysteine one of the single-handedly best detoxifying formulas on the market, on sale for product of the week right now at healthmasters.com. Be sure to check it out. And also, too, you can look at all the articles and links that we basically uh, talk about today and many more on the website under the Daily Show article. So, again, thank you for the support. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, my friends. Continue to stand up for what you believe. Continue to get the truth out there every single day, no matter what. If it's the truth and you know it to be the truth, stand up for it. You have a fantastic evening. I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.